it's undulation who's made every single yard to this point mustang sam is trying to close in in second but it's all undulation who leads the charge down the straight and absolutely bolts in Wolf Moon now takes it up by a couple to Romeo Magico. The reigning champ is starting to bear down in second. Romeo Hanzo from Sinatotis as they race down the lane. He's absolutely hosing up. Romeo Hanzo has bolted in. It is still Murray Champion from Distant Podge in second. They're clear of Dean Ridge Anton as they swing for home. Murray Champion, the hot favourite, out in front. And Murray Champion has bolted in. Crypto Punk still leads the charge. The hot back towards the line. And Crypto Punk has absolutely hosed up. A little bit of congestion on the third turn and it's Bally Himmick and Mel who has burst into the lead from Black House Harry giving chase in second. Down the lane though, Bally Himmick and Mel has done enough. As I say, is out in front. It's As I Say in the clear down the lane from Savannah Titan in second. As I Say wins. Final bend they go and it's sign of Goofy still just ahead from Bally McFinn starting to make ground out wide is Savannah Hero but up towards the line and sign of Goofy in the minute. Coming through on the inside Havana Bailout though and it's Havana Bailout who sweeps on by. Swinging for home of Sword Rex for Graham Holland leads the charge down the straight and Sword Rex has absolutely hosed in. So welcome to the Gone to the Dogs podcast and it is the second round of the 2023 Greyhound Derby that we're all going to be talking about. As ever, I'm Danny Jackson, always joined by my co-host, Mr. Joe Andrews. How are you doing? Hello, Danny. I'm good. Yeah. Yourself? Very well, thanks. Your Ish. voice sounds better. Uh, it's getting there. I'll just power on through. So I'm a soldier. Sounds fine to me. <laughs> I can just hear it in my head. I think it's just me. Uh, we've also got joining us from last week. With the Irish angle, it is Barry Cole. Barry, how are you doing? I'm very well. Uh, plenty of gloating to be done. The Irish had a fantastic opening round. I think we lost only three of our 31 entries. So um, hopefully more of the same to come, Danny, this weekend. And we've also got a newbie this week. Well, say newbie. He's been on the pod before, but new to the Derby rounds. It's Mr. Ryan Keneally. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. Um, as a fan of UK racing, I'm probably not as I'm probably going to gloat as much as my uh, my fellow guest over there. Um, yeah, it's not looking great if you if you're against an Irish winner, to be fair. But some really really good racing uh, over the weekend and some excellent excellent performances. And yeah, to be fair, it's probably a good thing that the Irish have come because they're adding a lot a lot of glamour and a lot of quality to the field. So yeah, but all in all, a really good first week first weekend. It was sensational first round. Uh, I've just been listening back to the commentaries, watching all the races again, and just it just gives you chills, this competition. I absolutely love it. And we've still got five weeks to go, so very, very excited to see who is going to come out on top. Uh, we'll start, actually, with some standout performances from the first round. So, Joe, who stood out to you? Well, obviously, Clona Duke stood out, broke the track record. Um, absolutely superb display, very pleasing to see. 
as Barry said, I mean, it's pretty much all Irish, but we did see some really good British performances. So let's not gloss over that. I mean, like Swords Rex, Bally Matt Marino, really quick times. And then you had um, Marie Champ, Brookside Richie Cachise, uh, broke the 29 second barrier along with Romeo Hanzo. Um, why I man, we, we spoke about him last week. Obviously, Barry gave us a bit of insight into that one who came coming over from, from Ireland now um, with Mark Wallace. Um, and he put in a really impressive performance in Bally, Himmick and Mal as well. They all broke the 29-second barrier. No real shocks in the first round, I say, but the anti-post favourite from post to pillar did go out. So it wasn't a shock to some, but I think that was a little bit of after time. And I know, again, we spoke about it last week and a lot of people didn't fancy him for the competition, but I don't think many people expected him to get knocked out in the first round. And... You know, there was a little bit of gloating on that side as well in a few chats I'm on and stuff. But he was pretty unlucky as well with that dog uh, falling over on the third bend in, in front of him between the third and the fourth. And, and he, you know, he could have easily qualified. But um, so that that was a big shock. I will say that. But but other than him, you know, it's hotting up. We've got 96 dogs left now. We've got rid of uh, a, a few that, that, that maybe, you know, you didn't expect to go far. And all the heats this week are, are pretty good. They are indeed. I cannot wait. The one standout for me was uh, Goldie's Perryman. Go on, Steve, lad. Because, I mean, he's just he's just the people's dog, isn't he? He's absolutely sensational. So really hoping that he does uh, the business again this week too. Barry, who is your standout? Yeah, well, it's hard to look past the obvious ones. I suppose Clown of Duke uh, with his massive run, he was obviously the standout. But look, Sword Rex was great. Um, I had some of the Ballymac dogs ran really well. Obviously, you have um, Ballymac Marino, who's top of the list, but I thought Ballymac Walt ran quite well for one so inexperienced. He ran, he ran, ran well enough. He could have easily packed it in around the bottom two bends and, and went out of the competition, but I'm sure there's much more to come from him. But um, yeah, look, all around, it was, it was a brilliant fourth round. Romeo Magico as well, he looked like he could have be, he could be going out on the run to the corner last week, didn't he, in, in one of the earlier heats. Um, he looked in trouble, but um, look, another time was, was way back on what he's capable of, but you, you, you listen to every trainer, Danny, they all say it's just all about qualifying and it really is all about qualifying. I know it, get, it gets a bit boring when you, you interview a trainer with a one to two shot and he says, I just want to qualify. You know that way you want a bit more than that. But yeah. it genuinely is just about just about qualifying. So, um, yeah, the, the big ones at the top of the market were, were the standout ones for me, obviously. And look, we have to mention from pillar to post. I can see where Rab's coming from. Like I have a few dogs myself and, and I think he's seeding them out in six, just knowing that he's going to get six every week. Well, that was the plan, I suppose. But, um, mm. you know, if you're a middle seed, you can get one one week and you can get four or five the next week. So I think he might have just seeded him out in six just to guarantee he gets six every week. But look, it wasn't to be. But um, I'm, I'm sure he'll go for the plate. I haven't heard anything, but it'd be interesting to see where he's seeded if he does go for the plate. Certainly, certainly will. And Ryan, who is your standout for the first round? Um, obviously, as I've been mentioned, I thought I thought Conor Duke, he'd be my favourite from if being honest going forward now. I think the dog... Showing really good early pace, obviously, naturally, and we all know he stays. Uh, in terms of the UK side, I thought it was good to see Simon Goofy win again. Uh, I think I just love that dog. To be fair to you, I think I think he's in his third his third year now running uh, racing. I, th- I just think that the dog um, last year when he came on when he came started running, I think he was all about early pace. But I think he's staying a lot better now. So I'm happy to see him win. And I'm just going to give a shout to Untold Zlotti as well from the uh, Weatherall Kennel, um, who yes, it's probably one of the easier heats, but I thought he he made. A fairly, a fairly decent lineup. I thought he made them look fairly average, to be honest with you. Um, I thought Foot Ninja Kerry came out probably length ahead of him. And I thought he's shown all sorts of pace, um, for four hundred meters. So yeah, I think Untold Zotti there 
He's a wide runner. He's guaranteed his draw. So I think there's plenty more to come from that dog. So, yeah, they'd be my two from the UK side who I was happy to see win. And I guess our books are rich enough, probably flying the flag from us as well. If we, he is to win, he needs to do another five more early pace stats like he's doing at the moment. <laughs> yeah, he certainly does. He was very, very good. I genuinely thought he was going to get picked up by Lacconquistador, but <laughs> Brookside, Richie just showed his class, didn't he? So very, very impressive. But we're going to dive into the second round because I can't wait to see the second round. I was looking at all the heats yesterday when they were all drawn and I'm just thinking, I just don't know. But now I've dived into it. I've got a few bets, I think. So hopefully we'll find a few more winners for you this week too. And the first Heat is on a Friday evening with Trap One, Bubbly Cooper, Two Hopes Rhino, Three Why I Man, Four As I Say, Five Sign It Goofy, and Six Antigua Biggin. We've got a lot of early pace in this race, I can see, Ryan. Yes, we have. Um, I mean, there is, yeah, I mean, I've just mentioned Sign It Goofy. Um, I, th- I think he's probably the best wild, he's the best drawn dog in the race. Uh, I think being drawn inside Antigua Biggin, I don't think Antigua Biggin um, will be able to go with Goofy to, for early pace. I think that like, the draw of four, as I say, who again showed a lot of early pace in the first round, I think that's quite key because even though it's comments are mid to rounds, I, I do think it'll be edging in from there. And I think it can, might, might be a little bit of a hindrance to why I'm man. So I just think that signing Goofy is the best drawn dog in the race and I expect him to come on for last week. So yeah, I'm going to go with signing Goofy in that race. Uh, and I think Antigua Biggin is probably certain to qualify due to the draw and then I'll probably go for why I man to clinch that third place spot but I think signing Goofy um, looks a fairly good thing for being I think like I said I think he's at the draws win races I think he's the best drawn dog in the race so yeah signing Goofy for me signing Goofy would be for me as well because I'm not ditching my boy last last year I was backing him in every single round and I was absolutely devastated that he went out in the semi-final stage so he's back he's as good as he ever was I can't wait to see him again already Barry, who are you with in the first heat? Yeah, it's a tricky one. As you say, lots of early pace in it. Um, why I man, he was very good last week, Danny. He actually can't come out quicker. I know you're looking at the sectional there, 418. He seems to be the slowest of the big three, but he can come away much better. And maybe just being on the inside of the three big ones could play to his strengths. As I say, for me, he showed more early pace than I thought he actually had last week because he went up um, well with a decent dog. A dog that has decent early pace, Tommy's boss. Tommy's boss has some good early pace, and I think he actually out-trapped him. And for, um, as I say, to to outdo Tommy's boss into the first bend, I think he's got a lot more early pace than I first gave him credit for. Look, I agree with with them. Um, I, I think Sina Goofy, like he, obviously, he's superbly bred, isn't he? He's, he's been there, he's done it. He does 4.12. I think he'll need to do a little bit better than 4.12 if he's to clear the two on his inside. Um, two, they've got plenty of early pace, why I'm on. And as I say, um, I'll just stick with, um, as I say, I just thought that, he showed plenty of early pace last week. It was only his fourth run back. I know the matches were delighted with him. 29-0-1. He hasn't got much to find on the clock with YI man. So um, I'll just go with, as I say, I think he can possibly break better from trap four, although he came out quite well from trap one. But he showed real good early pace. YI man's good on his day, but he can be a little bit hit and miss. But um, I'll just go with, as I say, to take the fourth run for the Irish. Okay, so as I say, for Barry, sign at Goofy for myself and Ryan. Joe? Yeah, nothing really to, to add to, to what's been said about I think I would sign with Sign It Goofy because of the draw. Um, but anything could break out and smash out and make all here. Um, Bubbly Cooper's probably against it. Antigua Biggin will get a good run, you know, if there is any trouble. But I think if, as I say, does edge in, I think if as long as Sign It Goofy can stick down the middle, he can swoop round and um, show his class. And obviously he can lead himself. He could, You know, he could lead these to the bend anyway. So, uh, yeah, I just think I'll, I'll sit with Sign It Goofy um, because of the draw, as, as Ryan said. 
Now on to heat number two, we've got trap one, infield Billy, two is Lotaro, three, Romeo Top Gun, four is Lynx Top Gun, five, Dapper Larry, and six is Mustang Jet. Now, Mustang Jet, what a start in the first round. I think this lad is going to go quite deep in the competition because I think he was tying up after just his third run back after a long time off the track. I think he's just going to get fitter. He's going to get stronger. And if he starts with a 407 split every week, he's going to be tricky to peg back, I think, um, certainly as he starts to get stronger for Dolores Roof. So he is the standout to me uh, in this field. And I think he's just going to pop out and make every single yard. So that's how I read it. What about you, Barry? Yeah, look, he's a really, really classy dog. He was second in the ledger behind um, Bob's Day Dream, and he also won at the Winter Racing Festival at Shelburne Park. But he's a three runs back now this season, just a little bit below where he was, um, Danny, for me. I know he should be improving. Um, he won on his, on his reappearance, beat a dog called Well Met. He was well clear that night. Well Met wouldn't be the strongest of stayers, and he was he was gaining on him towards the finish. He had a poor first run at Toaster. I know it was forced luck. And he was a long, long way clear there last week. So he will need to come on for his recent runs. There's no doubt about it. He's really classy. And Dapper Lardy in five, like he comes out like two pace. So he so he has a real good draw there out in trap six. Um Romeo Top Gun was good last week when beating Belmore Cricket. Latoro, oh, I don't know, it's very hard to you just don't know what Latoro, do you? He can bang out and make all and you look like you've egg on your face. But again, he's very hit and miss. And infield Billy, we've probably got a few accounts closed last week if, if people followed me and I said he wouldn't go anywhere near anywhere he wouldn't go off anywhere near the 16 to 1 he went top 4 to 1 which was ridiculously short in the end but uh, he ran a little bit a little bit below his best and I think he made struggle against better opposition here but look it's very hard for me to ever have a bet in a race involving the Tarot because you just don't know what he's going to do Um, I'll sit this one out but Mustang Jet I know they expect him to improve but for me he does need to improve 29-16 last week will that be good enough to win a second round heat it's not the strongest of heats here so he will have to come out like that again and he does need to improve a little bit, but he's going to be short enough, Danny. I think he's around about even money and wouldn't really be for me from trap six. He does need to improve, but he's classy enough on this day. Certainly is Mustang Jet, but with Lotaro in the mix, Joe, it could be anybody's race. It could, and I was one of those people that thought the two to one on Lotaro was was big last week, um, but it, it didn't quite happen. He did a 424 split and it, it wasn't good enough. Uh, when it comes to Mustang Jet, I mean, you know, did get picked up last week. And Danny, I can see what you're saying about getting stronger. Um, but but it'll, it'll have to be because um, he sort of didn't seem to see it out particularly well um, and did and did absolutely ping out as well. So f- for me, also, I just want to, there was only two winners from Trap 6 last week and they were right at the end on Saturday. Now, I don't know, you know, if you can read much into that, but. And I know I've just put up sign it goofy in, in trap five, but there was nine winners from the three wides and there was 22 winners from inside. So I don't know whether that's going to play out similarly this week um, as well. So I'll be a little bit wary of trap six at the, at the moment too. Um, but for me, I'm going to pick Romeo Top Gun. Really impressive last time. Uh, not the quickest out, but showed really good early pace on the home straight versus Balmore Cricket, who we know is is very pacey and went well, went past down the back straight and, and pulled pulled away nicely. So I think Romeo Top Gun definitely for me uh, to, to win this, um, you know, and as Barry just said, Mustang Jets around about evens, which um, is short and it's, it's, it's making a nice price on Latoro if you want to take a gamble or, or Romeo Top Gun, which I think is good value better. Romeo Top Gun could be the value for Joe. What about you, Ryan? How are you reading it? 
Um, I'm glad you said Top Gun, Joe. He's one of my anti-post bets. Uh, that's the start of the competition at 250 to 1. Um, wow. I bet remember Top Gun each way. Just because I thought uh, Patrick Janssen, he's got rid of quite a few dogs recently. Um, for, for whatever reason, he decided to keep Romeo Top Guns. And I just, I'd looked at that and just thought well, there's a reason that he, uh, Patrick obviously rates the dog. And yeah, I was happy to see him run as well as he did last week. Um, regarding Mustang Jet, I, I, I've got a feeling, I, I mean, I, I think Mr. Jet will go quite far in the competition because I think the early pace it's showing and it's got is frightening and it'll keep getting a perfect draw. I just think that this race will pan out pretty similar to how Mustang Jet's first race went where Havana Bailout turned handy enough um, to catch Mustang Jet. I've just got a feeling that Toro um, can lead the inside here. I think he's got enough pace to at least turn level with Trap 3 and then obviously being on the inside will lead that. And I just think Toro can turn fairly handy. And I think Patrick, I think he's probably, I think he's been very, very careful with Toro's preparation this year. He's very, very lightly raced. Um, I think since the 17th of February when he, when he ran at Romford, I think he's only raced twice. Um, so, so, I mean, I think we all know how well Patrick, just how hard he thinks of Latoro. I think that he's just going to build Latoro and bring him on throughout the competition. And I think he's got a really, really good make-up here. So, yeah, Rob, uh, I, I, I make Latoro, I make, I'm quite strong on Latoro. I think he can lead the inside. I think he'll then get after Mustang Jet. And, yeah, I just hope that Latoro can beat Mustang Jet. And then I think Romeo Topkin hopefully can then run on for the third place. So, yeah, quite, quite sweet on Latoro. I think it's a really good makeup. Okay, so sweet on the Mercurial Latoro in the second heat of the second round for Ryan. We're on to the third heat. We've got Trap 1, Mary Champion, 2, Charles Paul, 3, Slick Saratoga, 4, My Girl Mia, 5, Tommy's Boss, and 6 is Doghouse Dazzler. I'm all over Mary Champion. Only had two rivals last week. Beat Distant Podge by a distance, you know, almost five lengths, and I think he's just got the run of the inside, hopefully, Mary Champion. I think he should be able to maybe beat Charles Paul to the to the first turn. And I think he's quite a strong runner. So Mari Champion, he's he's still a puppy. He's an August 21 son of Droopy Sydney. He's going to be getting better all the time. He broke the 29 seconds last week. I just think he's going to be quite simply away and gone up the inside and railing like a good thing. So Mari Champion for me. Joe, I'll come to you first this time. Yeah, Marie Champion was very impressive in the first round, but it wasn't far off a solo. Obviously, Distant Podge missed it. It was a free-runner race, so I had every right to do a do a good time. But, you, you know, 28.94, still, still good going, so fair play. I'm going to contradict myself a little here because I think with my girl Mir out in four has got a lot of early pace, could, should, could be coming in. Again, this could be quite messy. Chalms Paul's no slouch. Slick Saratoga's no slouch. If Marie Champion doesn't get away well, he could find himself in a, in a world of pain here. So... I'm not sure who I'm going to pick for my competitions where I have to pick a winner in this one. <laughs> I think in terms of betting, Marie Champion's odds on here. And I, I think I'd rather have the other five running for me and I'd lay Marie Champion at, at odds on. I just think he's a little bit too short with the makeup of, of this race. And then I'll probably will pick him when it comes to uh, my, you know, my typical competitions <laughs> and stuff. Because he is the most likely winner, but, but at the odds, I just think he's a little bit too short in what could become a messy race. Would you agree, Barry? I do totally agree with Joe. Um, I think it, it's hard switching from the middle boxes and poster then to trap one. He's had um, he's had two races around there, won them from traps two, uh, or sorry, from traps three and four. Look, he's been very impressive. He's improving. He won his trial there in twenty nine fourteen, and he's been twenty nine eleven and twenty eight ninety four in his two races. But I agree that my girl Mia will be heading for the rails. Slick Saratoga can come out on occasion. She was a little bit disappointing last week for me, but I'm gonna take a chance on a dog in here called Tommy's Boss. I was with him last week. The reason I like this dog is 
he's consistent sectionals to the bend. He's like, if you look at his last three or four races, he's, he's a 404 on the card and a couple of really low 14s up to the first bend. He hasn't yet led into the back straight. And I think if he does lead into the back straight, you'll see a different dog. We all know they improve when they're out on the bunny. Now, I know he's led into the first bend, but he hasn't actually got onto the, onto the hair down the back straight. And he's still consistently doing 2940s um, in behind. So I think if he gets a little bit of trouble on the inside, Tommy's boss, you'll definitely see an improved run. I'd say he, he might be able to do a 29.10 or so if he does get to the front. And around about 6-1 to one or 11-2, to two, I think he makes, uh, it makes plenty of sense to have a bet on him with the possibility of trouble on the inside. Marie Champion, very, very good, very, very classy, well-bred. But just will he come away from trap one the way he has been coming away from three and four? I'm not so sure. So I take a chance here on Tommy's boss in this one, Danny. Okay, taking a chance on Tommy's boss, Ryan. I completely echo them views from Barry. Um, I am I fancy Tommy's boss as well. Uh, I don't think it's a good draw for Marie Champion. I think Marie Champion probably wants to be in three or four. Um, so I think we're moving off. Now, look, if Marie Champion breaks the bars down, then there, there's every chance that well, Marie Champion will go on to win. But I just think that's enough pace inside. I think they mentioned My Girl Mia will be moving in. Uh, and I just think Tommy's boss has got a really, really good makeup here because I think it, it should lead dog, a doghouse dazzler. And if you look uh, 14th of May, I, I actually bet Tommy's boss against Marie Champion um, on the 14th of May. And they and they, they, they come out of the tracks fairly level. And then Tommy's boss probably led for about a quarter of a length, but by virtue of being on the inside, Marie Champion then went on. And then obviously she's he's an absolute quality dog on the um, when he just hit the front. But I just think that Marie Champion is not guaranteed to lead him. So yeah, 11-2, 6-1, Tommy's boss. Uh, I will be playing on them prices. I think he's got really good makeup, and if he does get his head down and he's lead, he's a genuine lead off the second bend. Then yeah, I don't think there's anything in this race that really should be catching him. So yeah, Tommy's boss for me at, at a good price. Okay, Tommy's boss then for both Barry and Ryan, and uh, Murray Champion. I just like him on the inside, and Joe's trying to lay uh, Murray Champion and take him on with everybody else in the race. I'll give you that one, Joe. Uh, so the Next heat is the fourth of the second round. And we got trap one, Candle in Monsoon, two, Ballymac Bronze, three, Romeo Command, four, Havana All Ablaze, five, Belmore Lola, and six, Burj Khalifa. I was impressed by Burj Khalifa last week. I thought he stayed on really strongly in the closing stages, but I'm all aboard Romeo Command. I've seen him live. He just is so powerful and he blows past dogs like the stood still I, I really do like Romeo Command I think he's he's got a decent enough draw down the center um he should be able to ping from there he does usually get out the boxes pretty quickly he's done a you know a 413 split in the past when it comes to toaster but he's not gone quite as quick recently but he has had a bit of time off so hopefully he can um just battle his way through Romeo Command here I think he had to do it last week uh the, the hard way, uh, beat who needs wings by a length and a half. He got a bit of crowding early on as well, but I think he's better drawn this week and hopefully Romeo Command can do the business for Pat Janssen's. He's going to be short, but with good reason. Joe? Yeah, he's not that short. He's about, they've priced it up early at 7 to 4, 15 to 8. I've made a note, mm -hmm. you know, some people will want that. I think this could be a sort of make or break dog for the uh, for the, for the bookies because I think a lot of people will be drawn drawn into that price. And of course, look, he's very classy and he, he could absolutely win. But again, there's a lot of early pace in here, which means Candle in Monsoon might be in a little bit of trouble from from, from Trap 1, um, who doesn't break as, as quickly as ever. Not not devoid of early, but, but you know, you've got Havana all ablaze here, Ballymac Bron, um, who, who started well 
if Romeo commands in a pitch in the you know come the first bend, then I, he should he should pick these up. But I think at the prices, I just chance Bally Mac Bronze. Um, I think who absolutely could lead. You know, twenty nine sixteen last time, um, twenty nine oh eight in in a trial, which is you know which, which is some going. So just getting used to the track. I think well drawn outside of Candle in Monsoon can get the rail, um, and then it's whether Romeo commands in a good enough position to uh, to pick him up. Okay, going with Ballymac Bronze for Liam Dowling in the blue jacket. Ryan, who are you with? Yeah, well, I'm with Ballymac Bronze as well. Um, I think Romeo Command is the shortest price UK dog in terms of the anti-post market. And I don't think Romeo Command can win the derby unless he keeps drawing track one uh, further down the line. Um, I just think that in terms of against the top, top dog, the top Irish dogs, I think he lacks a yard to the bend. Uh, yes, he's got an awful lot of good back straight pace. He stays well, but I just think at some point, if he if he doesn't get that run round that first bend, I do think he will be in trouble. And I I, I do worry for the dog in in, in on Friday night because um, for Havana Alderblades has got bags and bags of early. I think Bally McBron shown decent enough early last week, and I think Bally McBron's will lead. Uh, and then it's just then can Romeo command then uh, navigate himself around the first around the first two bends because I, I don't think he can lead four. Um, I think he'll leave five and six in fairness, but I just think that I do worry for him. So I don't think he'll win in the race. I think Ballymac Bronze will be away and gone. I think he can lead Havana all the blaze by the second bend, being, being being on the inside. And then it's just, yeah, where Romeo Command turns around the first two bends. And I've got him qualifying. Um, I can see Havana all the blaze fading off because I think Ballymac Bronze will get to it early. And then I've got Ballymac Bronze beating Trap One, Candle Monsoon. And then I've got Romeo Command just about finishing in third. But if Romeo Command gets a run, then he's got every chance of winning. But yeah, I, I, I just worry about the dogs. I'd don't think he he has that top top early to go with the very best are you in agreement barry no i'm gonna be the total opposite here um just with the two <laughs> irish dogs bally mcbronze and borge khalifa would be known as really really slow starters over here in ireland and when you look back at bally mcbronze his last couple of runs in ireland twice around limerick he's doing in the 150s when the quick starters are doing like high 120s and low 130s so even Liam Dowling described him last week as a dog that runs on. The 4.13 section last week is totally unlike him. I don't think he'll consistently do 4.13s or 4.13s. He's very, very quick. He got a clear run after Clown Duke um, in a cracking race, like in a track record run, and his trials have been good. Albeit he got a solo behind Clown Duke. Handle him monsoon, he'll break your heart. He just always seems to look unlucky, doesn't he? And I, ju- I really do think Romeo Command, with a decent start, he probably will have the early to lead one and two. And if he does, then... It's only a matter of picking up Havana all ablaze. It looks like she's going to lead and she may be a bit of value in the race. But I think two to one about Romeo Command, I don't think he'd be that big on the noise. I really don't. There's not a lot of early pace inside of him. And I think um, he's expected to come off from last week's run. His trials previously have been decent enough. And I think if he can get back to those sort of 416, 418 sections that he's done a couple of times in trials, he could easily lead up the inside too. So a two to one, I think that's a little bit of value. I don't think he might be that big on the night, I'd say. He could come in for a bit of support. Yeah, I would agree with you there. I do think he is going to come in for a bit of support. So I think people are going to think two to one. Yes, please, because he's usually two to one on. So, yeah, thankfully he stays that price uh, for Friday night. We've got Heat 5, Trap 1, Black House, Harry, 2, Crypto Punk, 3, Telegraven, 4, Fabulous Azura, 5, Hurry Up Jordan, and 6, Ballymac, John Joe. So I have backed Antipost, Hurry Up Jordan, I wasn't blown away by his run um, in the first round, but obviously he was in behind Clona Duke, so he wasn't going to touch the track record holder, and he is only um, still lightly raced. He's he's had 
only a handful of runs in his career. And he, he's managed to do things both ways. I think he's going to qualify. I don't think he'll win. And I was very impressed by Crypto Punk. Uh, bolted out the boxes, 4-13 split. I can't see anyone really matching um, him apart from Fabulous Azura, who was just a shade slower with a 4-16 split last time. Got into a load of trouble in the first bend, Fabulous Azura. We know how classy she is, and I'd be 2-4, probably 5. So Crypto Punk, Fabulous Azura, and Hurry Up Jordan would be my three in the race to hopefully qualify for the third round. What do you reckon, Barry? Yeah, despite only having one first round heat winner in this heat, it's actually a really, really strong affair. It really is. Um, CryptoPunk is my, he's my Barbados dog now for this year's derby. I start backing him at 200 to 1 when he won in Shelburne in, in March. So he's my, he's my Hollywood dog, shall we say. But um, yeah, he's very good last week. He, he's a professional. As I say, he's won, he's won the Irish Constellation Derby. He's won the Laurels Constellation. You know, he's really, really good when he gets it, when he gets it right. Um, chalk and cheese his last two runs. He was a bit messy on his first outing around Costa, but he really got it right last time. And making all in 2909. Um, Bally Joe, he looked like a dog that was going to have the world at his feet in the in last year's um, the race post grey on TV juvenile derby at Shelburne Park behind Clona Duke. He looked a real star there, he's just a little bit sluggish early. You'd be worried for him from that draw. I thought Hurry Up Jordan ran well behind Clona Duke. Fabulous Azora, I can still remember her winning the Winter Racing Festival bitch race at Shelburne last year. That was a stunning performance. She's always capable of a big run, but um. Yeah, CryptoPunk. I'll go with CryptoPunk in here, but 11 dates very short. He won't be that short on the night. There's no way with the caliber of, of opposition in there. Uh, he won't go off 11 to 8, but um, he's the most likely winner. But I think he'd be more like a, a 2 to 1 shot come tonight. Hopefully so. CryptoPunk could drift or ease slightly on the run up to Friday evening. It is a cracking heat, this one, Jay. Very competitive. It is, yeah. And I mean, CryptoPunk was for many people's nap of the first round, wasn't he? And he, he got the job done nicely. Went off at 7-4 on in the end. I think there was some odds against in the morning that was hoovered up. So I think that was a bit of a wounder for the, for the bookies. Fabulous Azura ran well last week. She wasn't out as well as she can. Um, she she was crowded a little bit the first bend, but, but she stayed on well enough in what was probably a little bit of a weaker heat, though. So she's going to have to step forward. But I think we said last week she probably will. She's not long out of season um, and she is going to get stronger as the competition goes. So if she can ping out four to one might look a good price. I just think, you know, all things considered, I think Crypto Punk's your safest bet here. He, he's, he's well drawn, you know, nice run last week. I think you can get a bit of seven to four about... Um, Barry at the moment on him, um, yeah. so like probably more closer to what what you, you'd expect in the you know eleven to eight. So anything around that on the day, I'll, I'll probably play, play Crypto Punk and hope that Fabulous Azura gets through for my own anti post portfolio. Okay, so Crypto Punk and Fabulous Azura, those are the two we seem to be focusing on here, Ryan. Yeah, it's a full house. Uh, I think Crypto, I think Crypto Punk will beat um, Fabulous Azora, and then I think it will be a race then for who can qualify. And I just have Hurry Up Jordan, um, who I think will come on for that run last week. I think, uh, I think now they've moved into middle C, which I think will probably uh, help the dog. Um, but yeah, I just think Crypto Punk has got enough early to lead Azora. Um, unless I mean Fabulous Azora is capable as we as we know of taking an absolute flyer. And when she does that, then there's there's probably not a dog that can probably catch her. To be fair, when she when she traps out like that. Um, just not quite convinced yet. She's fully taken to these traps at Toaster. So with that, I'm just going to go with Crypto Punk by virtually being on the inside. And I think if you can get seven to four, two to one, then it'd probably be a dog that you put up in your roll-ups maybe. Um, yeah, I think I, th I, I think two and four definitely qualifying then. Just go hurry up, Jordan, then to take that third qualifying spot. 
let's hope so because he is my one of my uh, few anti-post picks and now in heat six trap one is la conquistador two brinkley's magic three droopies google four romeo hanzo five ballymac walt and six is supernova i was impressed by romeo hanzo last week popped out made all seven length winner in a good time as well 28.94 but the puppies caught my eye la conquistador Second behind Brookside Richie was never going to catch Brookside Richie when he pulled clear down the back, but he also got a bump on the first turn. He was finishing like a train, the Conquistador. And I do like the Broadstrand Bono progeny. So I'd be with him on the inside. Um, hopefully he can get a better break. He has done a 407 split in a trial in the past. So if he gets anything like that, he could be away and gone up the inside. So La Conquistador for me. I'm going to come to you first, Ryan. Who are you with in this one? I think, it's a, I think it's a really, really t- a tough affair. Um, I think there's a lot of dogs who've all got similar similar levels here. I'm just going to go Romeo Hanzo. Um, I just think he's got a really good draw. I think he showed an awful lot of pace to lead sign at Otis last week. And then when he did lead Otis, uh, uh, I think Otis turned second in the race. He just went on then. And Otis is a fairly strong dog. Um, so I'll go Romeo Hanzo to come on for that and to keep improving. I think Droopy's Google, if Droopy's Google can keep um, looking after itself uh, around the first two bends, I think that dog will go far in the competition. I think it's a really, really quick dog, uh, and we got we got a glimpse of that last week when when he was able to lead. I don't think he'll be able to lead um, as the competition goes on, but if he does keep on um, turning handy enough, then he will keep qualifying because the dog is really, really strong. And y- yeah, so I've got Romeo Hanzo to win the race. I think. Um, ha- how do you pronounce track one, Danny? La Conquistador. La Conquistador, I think, will turn second. Uh, and, and Well, I think we'll finish second, sorry. Uh, I think that showed an awful lot of pace with Patrick last week. Uh, I don't think he'll be able to catch Hanzo, though, if Hanzo was to take a flyer. So I've got Romeo Hanzo to, to be La Conquistador, and I've got Droopy's Google to finish third. But, yeah, I think Romeo Hanzo, I think, has got every chance to lead this race. And, yeah, I'm looking at the price now, 13 to 8, 7 and 4. I think, I think that's a fair price. OK, fair price on Romeo Hanzo. Joe? Yeah, I mean, as you said, La Conquistador and Brinkley's Magic ran really well last week. Droopers Google, you know, one one is Heat. Um, Bally Walt should step forward from his run last week, but he had no excuses really against Swords Rex and, and Whiting's New Era. He wasn't really closing the gap in the, in the home straight or anything like that, so he's going to need to. Um, I know we, you know, Barry mentioned him last week, and I've seen a few other people sort of, you know, fancy him quite strongly, but... I, I don't know. He's gonna he's gonna have to step forward significantly on that, and I just think, um, well, what you said, Danny, really, La Conquistador has got that four zero seven split, and if he can do that, then he'll be very difficult to beat. Certainly, should break a lot better than last week, and you know, really eye catching behind Brookside Richie, and was closing the gap. But I just again, you know, think Romeo Hanzo is the safe option here. Very impressive last time. Sign it, Otis is 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 a good dog, beaten mm-hmm. by seven lengths. You know, great early pace and kept going to the line. So I think uh, trap. Four again, Romeo hands. I think he's the, the the safe pair of hands here. Okay, safe pair of hands in Romeo Hanzo and Barry. Are you with your Bally Mac Walt, or you're looking elsewhere? I, I'm sitting on the fence for this one, Danny. It's one of the <laughs> toughest, one of the toughest heats of the night. You can give all six a genuine chance. I agree with you, La Conquistador. Yeah, very well bred young pup. That four oh seven six in your mind. If he does that again, he's a massive chance of leading. Brinkley's magic. He's a frustrating one for me. So much pace, isn't he? But he does tend. To ease on the corners when he has company. Again, he's a 408 in his locker. If he was to do that and get clear, he's got massive, massive pace. Troopy's Google, another well bred youngster. I respect, I respect him and a nice win last week. And then Romeo Hanzo, I was sweeting him. He was good in the Kirby and he was very good in a couple of rounds of the 
race post Greyhound TV juvenile at the back end of Shelburne Park last year. And Bally McWalt, look, that was only his second race since March when he was only five and a quarter lengths behind Sword Rex. Yeah, that was only his second look at the track. Don't forget, he won on his debut in 28.06, an absolute stunning run. So he's entitled to come on for that run. But um, look, a lot of these dogs have all got like 410 in their locker. It's just a matter of when one of them can do it. So um, at the prices with Romeo Hanzo around about 13 day, I'd be sitting this one out because, as I say, if, if the likes of Lancaster does a 407 or Brinkley's Magic does a 408 up the inside, he's going to he's gonna be in a bit of trouble, I'd say. Competitive for heat number six of the second round of the Star Sports and TRC English Greyhound Derby. Now we go on to heat number seven of the second round, which sees Trap One, Savannah Topcat, two, Romeo Magico, three, Hot Throttle, four, Undulation, five, Ninja Kerry, and six, Wolf Moon. I was really impressed by Wolf Moon's attitude behind Romeo Magico last week. I think he showed just such guts and determination trying to get to him all the way, hounding his every step. And I think he's going to qualify. But I think Undulation is going to ping the lids in the 405 split she did last week and make every single yard. Absolutely. I love this bitch. Daughter of Pistana, out of unlock and lock. I mean, we know what those guys did. And this bitch is just wonderful. Really, really like her. think she's going to go well. Got Ninja Kerry in here, who's top class, very speedy on his day. And, of course, the reigning champ, Romeo Magico. But I just don't think I can see past Undulation, to be honest. Um, I'd be going Undulation, Romeo Magico, and Wolf Moon for me. What about you, Ryan? Um, I'm going Undulation as well. Um, I think that uh, it, the early pace that's got, I think, I think is certain to lead this race. Uh, I think Romeo Magico has had a couple of wake-up calls now. Um, I, I do think it's only a matter of time until he starts trapping, but he can't afford to keep on being so so slow out of the boxes. Um, I think if you look at Magico, he's he's just he's complete all-round pace. I think his back straight pace is just phenomenal, really. And when he gets going, as you've seen last week, he's frightening. Um, might have just tied up just slightly um, to, to allow Wolf Moon, who ran his absolute heart out last week, um, to get within half a length. But I just think that Undulation will be able to just come away and lead. Um, one thing that I think if Magico was to come away, if you look at the line that Undulation um, ran around the first two bends, did leave a bit of room on the inside. So if Romeo Magico was to come out, I think he would lead one and three up um, if he was to get one of his better breaks. And then I think he would then go on to win. But just from what I've seen so far and recently, I'm going to go Undulation just to lead. Romeo Magico then to qualify in second. And then I'm just going to go with Hot Throttle um, to, to look after itself early on. I think that'll pick up the last qualifying spot for Mark Wallace. But really, really fascinating uh, race install this is. Yeah, it is an absolute cracker. Hopefully we can see Romeo Magico through to defend his crown. Barry, how did you see this one? Well, I was very sweet on Undulation last week. Um, as you keep on mentioning, that litter of Pastana on Lock and Lock, it's an incredible litter. Um, that on Lock and Lock bitch is, is, is super broad. But um, I, I'm going to be with Romeo Magico here, Danny. Uh, Undulation in a 405 section last week. But if you look at her previous runs around Toaster and even her runs around Shelbourne Park, that is a standout sectional by a mile. She absolutely flew the lids. I wouldn't be so sure she will do it again. I fully expect her to qualify. And as um, Damien Matthew said last week, that there should be more to come. So that's a fighting prospect, more to come. But Romeo Magico, I, again, I think he's been he's been written off a little bit. Graham Holland has told Dave Fermager that he still thinks he's as quick as he was this time last year. And I tend to agree because he ran so well in the Easter Cup. He was he was unlucky to be knocked out of that behind Swords Rex. Then he ran well down in, in a really hot contest behind Bob Slay Dream. And I think Beeper's Larry had finished toward in that race in Limerick. 
He was actually in front in that race, going into Tour Bend, and he had his legs taken from behind him. He ran well then on his next start over in Tosa behind Belmore Cricket. And look, at one stage, I thought he was going to get knocked out at the weekend, but um, he showed all his experience. He tracked clever, and he went on to win in 29.43 after meeting an awful lot of trouble. He's well capable of coming out, and I think if he comes out level with undulation, he will lead her to the bend. As Ryan said, she should leave a bit of room up his inside and or up her inside. And I think the prices are slightly wrong. I think undulation is 11-day favourite. Magico is 13 to 8 there with uh, with Labrook. So I'd be with Romeo Magico, and I think he might just go off favourite in this. OK, money potentially going to be down for Romeo Magico come the weekend. Joe? Yeah, not not a lot to add. You know, Romeo Magico did well to to win from from the trouble that he had in his race last time. As you say, Wolf Moon was coming back at him down the home straight. Whether that's just fitness or you know on Romeo Magico's part, I don't know. But um, I thought Undulation was very impressive. He should lead. You know that four oh five is a standout. But I think even you know the four one four or anything like that should should really lead to the Ben. I mean Savannah Top Cat's got got some good early but um you know i'm just praying that undulation will be away and clear and, and won't be caught but i hadn't actually looked at the prices of this race i had for some of the others and if undulations uh ahead of romeo magico in the betting then i might change my mind when my money is going to be put down because i, I don't necessarily think there should be a uh, that much of a, a difference i thought romeo magico would be favorite to be honest so we'll see let me just apologise, Undulation, as well. I think I referred to Undulation as a he. So, yes, I apologise for that. She, she. I think she will win, though. So, there you go. <laughs> uh, now, on to heat number eight, which is the final heat on Friday. We've got Trap 1, Boyle Sports Gift, 2, Drive On Lad, 3, Delish Frankie, 4, Signer Otis, 5, Late Bulger, and 6, Arcady. Another one of my anti-post bets in here with Drive On Lad. Thought he ran a cracker last week. Um Loads of pace late doors. He fell out the boxes. We know he can go quicker out the boxes than the 427 that he showed last week. He was beaten by undulation, who we've just been talking about. But there's no undulation in this race. We have a very, very hot closer on uh, day one of the second round. But I've got to be with my boy. So drive on lad for the Reese Kennel. I think he he should be getting a better start than he did last week. And if he does, then he's going to be pretty tricky to keep out the frame, if not the winner's enclosure. So he would be the one for me. Joe? Yeah, I agree. Our candy, should we start calling Arcady now, just to get in line with the <laughs> with the commentator. Arcady was a little bit disappointing last week. He had every chance, but Bally Mac John pulled pulled away and, and, and clear, to be honest. And he still did a four zero seven split. So, yeah, I don't know. I was a little bit... A little bit disappointed with that. There's a good chance, even from six, though, we can get to the bend in front here and he might be good enough on the day to, to lead and make all we know he's classy. Um, but I do think, a uh, great drive on lad, I think, you know, in in trap two this time, he's about 11 to two, six to one at the moment in the early prices. And I definitely take a chance on that. Um, you know, again, Danny agrees, should break better than last week. You know, 4.10, 4.17, 4.13, 4.10. You know, let's let's assume that he's going to do something closer to that. And I think he could he could lead Delish Frankie, sign at Otis, uh, you know, and 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 take this. I um I think he's a he's a good prize, but it is a toughie. And I, I love Delish Frankie, class act, sign at Otis. Uh, did well to qualify, but I think you know, I, I echo to what, what I said on the last podcast. I think maybe his very best days are, are slightly behind him, and he, he might struggle in this in this seat. I think, unfortunately, could be wrong. I usually am. <laughs> well, we'll see. Come Friday evening at around eight twenty-seven, as to who has managed to come home in front, Barry. 
Who you with? Um, Arcandy for me was a bit disappointing last week. I backed him. He took a flyer and still couldn't uh, lead Bally McJohn. Now, Bally McJohn is a dog I meant to mention at the top of the show. He was very, very impressive last week as well. So I was a little bit disappointed with Arcandy. I do like your dog here, Danny. Drive on, lad. Um, I think he ran a cracker last week after doing a 427 section. He can go up an awful lot quicker than that. But the only thing about that is the draw puts me off him because Boyle Sports Gift has some cracking sectionals. He ran well in the Kirby when he was clocking 125s and 128s there about as quick as you'll see. He also has a couple of 208s and 206s around Shelburne Park. It's lightning quick. And then you see in his first trial over there, he's on a 403, which is incredibly quick. Now, you can see on the card, he'd stumble at the start in, in, in another trial when he only done 430. And last week, clocking 419 out of trap one. I still don't think trap one is a real ping box, although Clona Duke has just done the fastest section of the first round from trap one. So maybe I'm talking out my backside. But... I thought he, he would break better from the middle. But now with a couple of runs under his belt from trap one, he's a dog with big early pace. Um, I think he can he can break the 29-second barrier here with a decent break. So I'll be with Boyle Sports Gift at a big price there, 7-2. to I think we mentioned last week, didn't we, about the traps and, and the bingo boxes and stuff. And trap one actually performed really well, especially on the Friday. I think there was a, a whole host of trap ones just kept winning, didn't yeah, they? Uh, yeah. And we had seven winners from from trap one in the first round heats, um, which was the second highest after trap three. So, you know, with the new traps now, maybe it's not as, as much of a hindrance as, as it yeah, once was. I actually put this Boyle Sports gift up to be one of the fastest sectional um, winners, but I, I wasn't having them last week from trap one. I just thought the middle would be the ping boxes and, he, and he's drawn one again. But look, it can be done. And now with, with a couple of runs under his belt, maybe he can come out with better, but he, he's blessed with an awful lot of early pace and he's high class dog. And Ryan? I can't believe how big Boyle Sports gift is. Um, yeah. I, I generally think that will go a favour. I think that would be under two to one, um, probably six to four-ish. Uh, I think that was a bit of a there was a bit of a, a, a warning sign regarding Arcadia at Central Park the week before, uh, where I got I took a fly with beat Burntrich, Mick Burt, King Stevens, who would be one of your better graders around Central Park, got within a neck of it. Um, so I thought that was a bit of a, that was a bit of a worry as certainly into the derby, and then you seen the run last week where Arcadia did come out and Ballymount and John beat him fair and square. Uh, I just I just think Paul Sports gifts is a bit, bit of a good thing. Yeah, I think if you watched the replay last week, came away, but. Uh, Gay time Nemo took a step across him, which made him just slightly check up on the uh, on the over and up there, but then still managed to clock 29, um, uh, 29 28. So, yeah, I think Ball Sports Gift, I'd make him, I'd make him, I can't really the price, I'd make him a really good thing here. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be slapping up that seven to two. Um, I do think Drive on Lad, I think Drive on Lad's got, he's got a mind of his own at times. I think, um, I think he'd catch anything, um, to, um, within reason. I think when he leads, he doesn't quite go on with it all the time, but I think he's a dog that. Perfect for the derby, really, because I think he'll keep qualifying. So I've got a ball sports gift to beat Drive On Lad, and I'm just going to have um, Dealish Frankie just qualifying because I don't think Arcady will lead. Um, See, so yeah, I've got the inside dogs dominating there, but 7-2 ball sports gift for me is a get-on job. So, yeah, uh, that's a massive price. OK, so probably will be shorter with everyone getting on by Friday night. Susie still keeping the hot favourite at bay. It's Faye Point Susie turning for home in front, clear of fabulous Azura, and Faye Point Susie has dominated. Down the far side, it's Kelowna. Juki's absolutely ripping away down the far side. The home bend, it's Ballymac John, who's still leading here. Ballymac John for Mark Wallace down the lane in second place is Arcady, and it's Ballymac John for the win. 
starting to make ground is Dahalari as they head for home. It's Jetstream Wind who still leads the charge from Savannah Topcat trying to keep him at bay towards the line and Jetstream Wind from Gate to Wire. But it's Romeo Top Gun who leads the charge by two. Starting to come back is Belmore Cricket but it's all Romeo Top Gun who has bolted clear. Starting to stay on is U2 in the orange as they race for home though. It is Magical Carl who leads the charge towards the line. Magical Carl gets there. Second place for Candle in Monsoon and U2 rallied for third. On as they swing around the turn for home. It's Havana all ablaze in front. Poised to challenge is Savannah Bow. Up towards the line they go. Havana all ablaze. Savannah Bow. Havana all ablaze and Savannah Bow. What a finish. for home and Brookside Richie the hot favourite still in front from La Conquistador in second place the young pretender down the lane they come though and Brookside Richie is all plus Thunder Black still just in front Brinkley's Magic and Jack Tavern Bella are queuing up in behind Thunder Black from Jack Tavern Bella and Brinkley's Magic what a finish a three-way go as they head down the lane though there's only one dog in it Ballymac Marino has won by half the track, bolts in. Off the home bend they go, it's gay time Nemo who still leads towards the line. Boyle Sports Gift is closing, but not quick enough. On to the second day of the second round of the Star Sports and TRC English Greyhound Derby. We begin Saturday's action with heat number nine and trap one is gay time Nemo. Two, who needs wings? Three, Faye Point Susie. Four, Brookside Richie. Five, Distant Podge, and six, Thunder Black. Distant Podge is one of my anti-pose picks, and he just couldn't lay a glove on Marie Champion in the first round. Fell out of the boxes, though. We know he can do a lot better than the 427 split, so as long as he does, I think he's in with a shout here. But I was ever so impressed by Brookside Richie. He's won from all boxes. He absolutely cracks out of them. 402 uh, in a trial stakes, 408 last week in the first round. If he does that again, I mean, he just seems to be running into some really good form. So Brookside, Richie's always been a favourite of mine anyway. And I think I think he's going to be tough to catch if he puts in the 408 of last week. Although, Faye Point Susie, I've just seen the 401. That's unbelievable, isn't it? Brookside Richie. Got to go with Brookside Richie. He's my boy. <laughs> but I'm going with Brookside Richie, Faye Point Susie, and probably Distant Podge just to qualify in third place. I'm going to come to you first, Ryan. Who are you with? This is an incredibly fast, <laughs> happy affair. Um, mm. I'm going to go with Gaetan Nima, one of my another one of my anti-post bets. Uh, I think I'd eighty to one on him. Um, I'd, I'd, yeah, I think that if draws, me, you've got a, a bunch of dogs here who ideally would lead, and I think Gaetan Nima has just about got enough pace to lead by virtue of being on the inside. Um, Brookside Richie, I think he's impressing everyone really. Um, he, I mean, he's he's gone up to four this year, but the dog seems to have just what some dogs do in fairness when they, when they do get to that uh, three-year-old mark they do seem to get a little bit stronger what usually happens is though that they they lose they get stronger but they lose a yard of pace to the bend but Brookside Richie can be opposite happening really he's even I think he's getting quicker to the bend so 
I'm just going to go with Gay Tom Nemo, but it wouldn't be a massive bet as such because I just think that if any dog is to miss it half a length here, then yeah, there's plenty of pace here. Um, I'm going to go Tom Nemo to just beat Bookside Richie, and then I'm going to go Distant Podge, who I think probably the dog who could probably do it both ways, in fairness, um, in terms of the six dogs here. I thought I thought he walked out last week, but showed an awful lot of early pace behind Marie Champion. So, yeah, I'm going to go Gay Tom Nemo to beat Brookside Richie and Distant Podge, but I honestly... Probably not trap two, and uh, if I'm being honest, who have got every chance of qualifying. But I think this race does come down to one, three, four, and five, and who traps the best. And I'm going to go with Gay Time Nemo in one. Okay, going with Gay Time Nemo in one. Barry? Yeah, I'm going to put my neck on the line here and say trap two won't lead. Um, the other five are all electric <laughs> on the day. <laughs> yeah, so if you, can get on that, if you can get on that, let me know where you can get on, and I'll uh, happily join you. Gay Time Nemo will be the one here for me, Danny. Um, he's a July 20. Heading for three-year-old, but he's very, very lightly raced. I think he said 12 or 13 races. That race last week was only his second race in 2023. His other race was was back in January of this year. So he's obviously had his issues. Um, The trial, 1578, I think that's as quick as you'll see around poster for a sprint. And he was very, very good last week. Look, there is an awful lot of early pace in this heat. And you expect one of the outside trio to, to ping the lids. I, maybe not six. Uh, from out there, Thunder Black 408 last week from Trap 4. Can't really see her doing that from 6. Distant Podge, he'd been so consistent up until when it mattered last week and he missed the break. And he was, uh, look, he was a little bit unlucky in behind. Mary Champ, he didn't get the clearest of runs. And look, Brookside Richie, he's getting no younger, but he's he's still he's still running as well as ever. And that was a good run last week from Trap 1. But I still think Gaytime Nemo, he's, he's more to come, although he's almost three years of age. He's with a right man in Graham Holland. And look, he's very, very lightly racing. There's definitely more to come from him. I think if he, if he breaks level with them, he could be hard to peg back. And he's about a 7-2 chance. He represents plenty of value. That's a big price. I, I'd probably give Tony my favourite for me. Probably 2-1 to one is 7-4-ish, I think. Um, yeah, yeah the, 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 look at them. Two seven to 2 chances. Boylesworth Gift and Gaytime Nemo. Big, you have to keep your powder dry though. The last one on Friday and the fourth one on Saturday. Just don't go near the horses on Saturday afternoon <laughs> and keep your few quid. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Now, Joe, where does the value lie for you here? Well, I'm gonna. I agree with what everything everybody said. I hope Distant Podge qualifies for my anti-post selection as well. Um, but I think that Who Needs Wings is going to be last in the first band, almost certainly, as Barry's already joked about. Uh, but I think if you can get a price on uh, Who Needs Wings coming in the top three and qualifying, I think you might get a nice price on that. And I could see him picking up the pieces, you know, with the with the huge early that's going on and there might be a bit of trouble. And I, I think he'll be staying on late and, and he can sneak a place and you're probably going to get, I don't know, you know, five to one, six to one about a top three finish. So um, that's the way I'd... I'd play the race, I think, because other than that, you know, any anything could win. It's whoever gets out the quickest. Don't know what Tanner's doing. Probably trying to get on who needs wings not to lead the first bend. <laughs> I agree with what you said there, though. Who needs wings to qualify? Because there's so much early pace in the race, and, and once those early pacers don't get to the front, they'll sulk. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Second and third, they will sulk and they'll pack it in, and he will be finishing. So it's a it's a good show. I think three six five might do a, a top three market. Yeah, they they do, they do, oh, yeah. they do. So they do. Yeah, because I had yeah. a bet on it last night because um, someone put up something at Nottingham, I think, top three, and I followed yeah. them in. Um, got no luck and come forth as it happens. But, <laughs> but you, um, you could get a silly price about that. You could get nine to four or five to two to finish in the top three, and yeah. you know, as I say, once the, once those sprinting types aren't in front, they they especially nowadays the way they're bred, they'll, they'll pack it in very quick. Well, that's the way I play the race anyway. Everything considered. Mm. 
Right, on to Heat 10 we go then. After the second round, trap one is Broadstrand, Noah, two Chelm's Greatest, three Beepers, Lariat, four Swords, Rex, five Jetstream Wind and six Belmore Cricket. This is a belter. We've got three Heat winners in here, Beepers, Lariat, Swords, Rex and Jetstream Wind. And of course, Swords, Rex did break the track record until Kelowna Duke came along last week. So we know he's got it in him to go, you know, 28.76. He went 28.83 last week. He shows loads of early pace, Swords Rex. He's even broken the four-second mark when it comes to the splits. So if he's anything like that with the 3.96 split and the 28.76, no one's going to lay a glove on him. But Jetstream Wind, I was quite impressed, actually, last week with him. I thought he put in a really good um, performance, popped out, made every single yard. And Beepers Lariat, I think you gave a favourable mention to him last week. Barry and he was impressive as well but only one by half a length but he didn't get out the boxes particularly quickly 426 split and he's had to weave his way through and I just thought for a pup June 21 I thought he did a really good job so Beepers Larry I think might be a bit of value can we look past Swords Rex though Barry? No my, my old local dog from my hometown here in Swords although I'm a long way from Swords at the moment but um yeah, Swords Rex for Barbara and Leonard Lowndes. I mentioned last week, he's already won over €100,000 in prize money. Classy, classy dog. Kirby winner, um, Easter Cup winner. He's a superstar. He really is a superstar. Um, he, look, he, he's hard to oppose. He's very short, a 4-9. to nine. Um, I've backed Beepers Lariat to win, the, to win the competition outright at big prices. And when I seen the trap draw coming out, I was delighted when the first three came out because there's not a lot of early pace in one and two, and then Sword Rex come out in four. I was a little bit disappointed with that. I still think Beepers Lariat has a good chance to go up with Sword Rex, um, if not second. I can see him qualifying, but it all depends on how Rex comes out. If he takes one of his flyers, like a 396 or a, something in the low fours, he's going to be very, very hard to beat. He's very strong off the front or there, thereabouts. Jetstream wind, two good sectionals the last couple of, couple of runs, but on the outside of Beepers Lariat and Sword Rex, I think that's a tricky draw. Belmore Cricket was well fancied last week. Didn't come away great. I'm not sure how he will come away from trap six. But um, yeah, I like Sword Rex here. Would I be backing him at four to nine? No. I still think uh, Beepers Larry has a good draw in three with no early pace in one and two. So look, I, as I say, I'll back Beepers Larry outright. I'll just be hoping he'd qualify. Um, won't have a bet in here. But Sword Rex, he's short enough for four to nine, but classy, classy performer. He certainly is the class angle in this race, Ryan. He is, yeah. I think I think he's a good makeup. Uh, Beepers Larry hasn't quite got his trap in um, boots on just yet, although it's showing good early. I think this is a considerable step up, though. Um, for he's been him so far, so I think Swords Rex will, um, will will win the race. I wouldn't be playing. I think if you probably get four to seven, four to six ish. If I'm being if if I'm being very hopeful there, you might um, maybe put in a roll up um, in, a, in a double or treble. But I think Swords Rex will win. I think Beepers Larry will come. Um, Will finish second because, like, like Barry said, it's got a really good draw. And then it's just a case of then where if what kind of in Jetstream Wind, uh, if Jetstream Wind finds a little bit of trouble early, then I thought Broadstrand Noah shown um, fairly decent pace last week in, um, behind Goldie's Perryman. Uh, and I think it's just a race really to who finishes third. So I'll go Swords Rex to beat Beavers Lariat. And I'm going to go with Broadstrand Noah at probably a big prize to finish third. How about you, Joe? Impossible to oppose towards Rex here. Um, I'd hope, obviously, back Balmore cricket in the sectionals market, but from trap six, I'm not very confident he's going to uh, beat Cloner Duke or get anywhere near it. But hopefully he can qualify uh, for the next round and maybe get a better draw, but nothing too exciting to add in this race. 
Well, let's move on to heat number 11. Trap one is Aero Aaron, two Barley Panther, three Magical Kyle, four Bally Himmikin Leo, five Six Sakina, and six Untold Lottie. Very impressive last week, Untold Lottie, for the Carol Weatherall uh, Kennel. And he, I mean, he didn't ping. He was a 422 split. There was a little bit of trouble on his inside. He's managed to, he's a really strong dog. You know, he's gone over the six bends in the past. He's only uh, June 21. I've always liked this dog. He's going to be one of my cliff dogs. I can feel it, but I think he's going to go well once again um, from the wide out, you know, that wide outside. I think he's just going to keep himself safe. So Untold Zlotty would be for me all day in this heat. Uh, what about you, Joe? We talk about trouble on the inside. I think there might be a little bit of trouble on the outside in this race because Bally Himmick and Leo uh, went out a little bit wide last time. Um, Slick Sakina and Untold Zlotty may avoid that by getting out a little bit quicker, but there still could be, as I said, a, a little bit of trouble out wide. I'm going to chance Barley Panther here. He can't break as badly as he did in the first round, and he did really well to stay on uh, to, to grab third. You know, he's got a 4 four ten split, four zero seven. He did a 4.31 last week. Yeah, he's, a, he's a really good dog, had a terrible trip, and I, I think he's got a really good chance to, to lead here. Um, and, and, and make all, um, especially with Aero Aaron on the inside and, and Magical Kyle, who can who can break well, possibly. But I think as he's drawn inside uh, Magical Kyle, I, I think um, I think he'll be a nice price and I, I quite like him. Okay. Sorry, Joe. It's actually, it's actually Magical Kylie, Joe. Thank you. Just to let you know. <laughs> Why didn't you correct me last week? That was my nap last week. Magi magical <laughs> Kylie, as he's now known. <laughs> that was my nap last week and you made me say Kyle the whole time and now you correct me a week later no Shocking you're right behavior. you are right somebody just doesn't get his name right but anyway we'll continue sorry Danny sorry for, for ambushing the show oh, it's <laughs> right. quite alright you right. can edit that out because I didn't get you was was matey calling it Kylie on the thing yeah of course he was commentator yeah. sorry yeah. sorry I didn't get you then I thought it was <laughs> Kylie and you were correct leave it in Danny leave it in <laughs> it's going in and it's going in the bloopers as well so it's all good <laughs> Great material. Thanks, Joe. Uh, so going with Barley Panther here is Joe. I'm with uh, Untold Zlotty. Barry? I'll give, look, not just because the Irish angle, but I will give Bally Himmick and Leo a chance here. Big, big price there, around about 11 to 2 or 6 to 1. I think he might get a good run, um, a good run around the opening bends with Magical Kyle, uh, likely to show his early pace. He's a strong sort, this Bally Himmick and Leo. His future will lie over uh, a stiff four bends or maybe even further, but he's got some huge, huge form around um, the Irish circuits. And I thought he ran okay last week after meeting a bit of trouble. Should step up on that. And yeah, around six to one magical, or Bally Himmick and Leo makes a plenty of appeal to me. I think he can track Magical Coil around and maybe pick him up late. Ryan? You threw me off a minute ago because I was about to tell you that Magical Coil, Magical Coil and Intel's like our little brothers. Um, but then I, had to, then I had to check the sex of Magical Coil and thinking, is it Magical Coil? Have I got the wrong one here? <laughs> but yeah, three things are, are from the same litter. Um, I, I'm i going to go, I think this is, a, I mean, I, I mentioned uh, six and Tolls Arty earlier at the start of the show. Um, and I've, if he can qualify through this, then I think the dog's got every chance of going far in the competition because, because I, I think it's probably the hardest draw he'll get. Because I think Slick Sakina is probably the widest of the middle seeds you'll see. Uh, I think if you watch her last week, uh, or the weekend, she, um, I, I think she took a step right as soon as the traps opened, which then stopped her then from showing her early pace. I think she's going to break a lot, a lot, a lot better from um, being out in trap five. So I'm going to go Slick Sakina to, um, to show her all around class. I think she was 
I, th- I think she was bitch of the year last year, in my opinion. I know she didn't win it, but I, I mean, her, her record last year was frightening uh, against dogs and bitches last year. I think that she's, I think she's got a great opportunity here. So I've got six to Kina to show her all round speed. Um, I think that she'll win, and then I think that um, I think Barry mentioned trap four. Uh, Bally him, Bally him again, Leo. I think that will come. That, that will run on for second, and then I'm going untold Lottie to hopefully. Avoid trouble around the uh, first two bends. And I think that that dog will come on from last week. I think he's got plenty more to give. And I just hope that until I can qualify in third place. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the outside uh, outside dogs here. Five, four, six. Now let's move on to heat number 12 of the Star Sports and TRC English Greyhound. Derby trap one is Ballymac Finn. Two, Savannah Titan. Three, Clona Duke. Four, U2. Five, Mustang Sam. And six, Romeo Mission. Clona Duke, track record holder. But is he coming to the boil a little too early in the competition, Barry? Yeah, look, it's it, it's it's very very hard to keep this level of, of performance up for for the next six weeks. But um, look, you'd rather him be doing it than not doing it, I suppose, Danny. At this stage, mm-hmm. um, he was excellent last week. Of course, we've never seen a dog go as quick around poster three ninety eight sectional. Like he ticks all the boxes. He was away quick. He stayed strong. One by four lengths, beating a strong a strong staying sort and Buddy McBron's in second place. Look, will he do it again? His, his trapping has dramatically improved over his last four or five starts. He wasn't always known as an electric trapper. He was more of a dog that took maybe 20, 30 yards to get going. And once he did, he he bit a barely pace after that and he stayed strongly. Bally McFinn in here, look, he's, he was disappointing last week. He ran about nine to four this week. Don't forget, he was the star of the Easter Cup before he was knocked out in, in the semi final behind Swords Rex. He was putting in the big, big performances. That's only back. In April, he was a little bit disappointing last week, but it's hard to take four to seven about Clona Duke knowing you have a uh, Bally McFinn on his inside. And look, Bally McFinn, a runner up in the Irish Derby last year, bidding to become the youngest ever Irish Derby winner. So uh, it's 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 not a race in here. I'm going to have a bet in. Look, I love Clona Duke performance was brilliant last week, but I have a bit of a soft spot for Bally McFinn. So definitely a watching brief. Um, and look, some of these races. I know it's real set, fence-sitting, but some of these races are just, just a joy to watch and maybe just watch this one um, and see how they get on. Okay, so watching brief for Heat 12, Joe? Yeah, same really. I can't see past Clona Duke. Four to seven on what you've seen so far. I mean, that could, could possibly be value. And to be honest, you know, nine to four about Bally McFinn on what we saw last week, probably a tad too short, really. Um, but I've got nothing to, to add to, to what Barris just said. It's, you know, sit back, enjoy. Obviously, I'm on Clona Duke, anti-post and Bally McFinn. So let's hope that they both qualify. Is it a popcorn race for you as well, Ryan? It is, yeah. You just hope that Bally McFinn comes on for the run last week, uh, just to show its true, uh, just to show its true levels that we know he's got. Because then you are in for a proper race um, if Bally McFinn and Colin Duke turn first and second. Um, and that, yeah, I think it is a race of really for the, for them two to have their own race and enjoy that, uh, and then just see really then um, for connections of who finishes third. And I've gone with Mustang Sam. I think um, he's probably he's probably believe it or not he's probably is one of the leading chances for the UK. I, I don't think he can win the Derby. Um, but he's got very good, consistent early. He's standing a lot better these days. Twenty nine forty fours. He's doing twenty nine thirty eight in the um, twenty nine twenty three. Actually, his fastest time. So yeah, I think Mustang Sam will turn third, but I think he'll be playing um, third fiddle to the two the two big heavyweights at the, at the uh, top of the race, top of the field. Colin Duke and Bally McFinn. Going to my head, I'd go with Colin Duke just on what I've seen. Bally McFinn. I think he might need a couple more weeks just to get fully going. Right, on to heat number 13 then. This one is absolutely wide open. Trap on Mystical Mario, two Whiting's New Era, three McNeil, four Ballyhimmick and Mel, five New In Ranger and six Hopes Woof Woof. 
and I don't think anything jumped out to me in this race. I, I saw when the draw was taking place and I thought, gosh, I don't know. Just just looking at the names, I don't know who I want to to be on side with. Um, we've got one heat winner in here, Bally Himmikin-Mel. Thought it was a good performance from her. She's obviously dipped under the 29 seconds, but she's got quite a bit of pace in this race uh, today on Saturday, 4-14 split. She's got, you know, Whiting's New Era who can trap uh, just as well as her and Mystical Mario on the inside as well, who I think possibly has a better draw this week as well um, in one he can go the 4-11, 4-12. So I think she won't have it necessarily her own way up front. But I'm going to have to go with her because she was the only uh, winner last week. And uh, hopefully she can dip under the thirty, the 29 seconds once again. What do you reckon, Joe? Yeah, she did run a blinder, but that split was well above average. Um, and I don't know whether she'll be able to replicate that. That would be my only concern. Mm. I do really like one in here, and that's McNeil. Um, in three this time, was in one last week. Ran an absolute cracker to nearly pick up Havana Bale out a Mustang Jet. You know, really, really good run off a, off a slow split. Um, and I just think, you know, against these in, in this heat, any any sort of replication of that 29-17. I mean, if you can get out a little bit better, I just think it'll be hard to beat. And I think this will be one of my stronger fancies of, uh, of the second round. Okay, McNeil, one of the stronger fancies for Joe, Ryan? Uh, I'm going to go with six, but just on uh, track four, Bally Himmikil Mao, uh, if you look at her previous, so she'd have gone really under the radar and she, and I'm going to put my hand up and say I was guilty with that because last week's run, I thought, oh, wow, okay, where's that coming from? But then if you look at her run at uh, the end of last year, she she, put, uh, she won a trial stake in the Puppy Derby. She beat Margot Mir by six lengths in 29-29. Now, 29-29 in November at Toaster with the old traps is a really, really fast time. Um, mm. so I, I think if you connections, what she did last week, she probably, I don't think you probably expect to break 29 seconds, but what she did last week though, probably wouldn't have come with that much of a surprise. I mean, she ran 1775 on a sprint at Nottingham, uh, the week before, which is a really good time. So yeah, I think, I think there's, I, um, I, I think if you, if you are connected to trap four here, uh, Mal, I, I think that you, you fancy chances to go quite far in the competition. I'm going to go with though, um, Hope's Wolf Wolf, um, just on the draw here. I think that he, he ran re re relatively well. Uh, last week against Bally Matt Joey. Um, he's got good early pace. I can just see there been a little bit of trouble on the inside here. I wasn't too keen on how uh, Mystical Mario Trap 1 faded down the back straight last week because um, I, I actually thought he had a chance last week. But Bally Himmikil Mao really, uh, um, really put him to the sword by the third bend. So I want to go with Hope's Wolf about, I think, about 7-8 to 1 um, at a fair price. I don't know if I'll be I'll be steaming into that. I think that's a fair, fairly decent price. I think it'd be a watching race. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with 6. But I will be keeping an eye on 4 because I think that's got plenty more to give. And then I think McNeil. Then as long as as long as McNeil can get a run around the first two bends, then yeah, I think McNeil's got every chance of qualifying. So yeah, but I'm going to take a chance here on Hope's Wolf Wolf out in trap six. Hope's Wolf Wolf for Ryan Barry. Well, I'm going to contradict myself here and fall out with Joe all at the same time. Um, I wrote an article before the Derby started. I picked out five dogs above fifty to one, and I put McNeil in this just because he's a real six hundred sort of a dog, and Paul Hennessy has done well with those types of dogs in the derby before the likes of JT Jet, of course, who won us Hello Hammond and Priceless Jet. He, he's in that sort of a mould, but I can see him. He's chalked up there at odds on 10 to 11. That is a ridiculous price. He's a dog that lacks a bit of early pace. I think the one and the two can lead him. I think four should lead him. I can, if he doesn't come out, if he doesn't take a flyer, I can see him going around at best fourth or fifth. And at odds on, that's a crazy place. I can't see him being anywhere like that on the night. He's, he's a dog that's only won three races, Danny. Two of those were an A3 and an A4. So a 10 to 11 to win the second run heat of a derby 
it's mm. extremely skinny. I definitely think he will qualify because he's a strong sort. But I'd be with Ryan here and I go with Hopes Woof Woof, woof out in trap six. Okay, but hoping that McNeil does qualify. We've got the 14th heat of the second round with Savannah Bow, trap one, two, Goldie's Perryman, three, Jack Tavon Bella, four, Ben's Lad, five, Sonia and Grande, and six, Famous Eight. I was impressed by Goldie's Perryman. I also really enjoyed Savannah Bow's um, race as well. And also Jack Tavon Bella's. I, I think this is a really trappy uh, contest. Goldie's Perryman. I mean, it's, it's all aboard and hashtag go on Steve Ladd, isn't it? I love him. Um, is he going to get picked up by a strong running type? Possibly in this race, to be honest. I've always liked Jack Tavon Bella. She finishes like an absolute train and she could be the one to pick him up. So I think Goldie's Perriman's going to qualify. I think Jack Tavon Bella might be able to pick him up in this race, though. It's it's a it's a good contest, this one, right? Yeah, I mean, Goldie's Perryman obviously is a legend. Uh, I actually just, I actually put him up with anti post bet as well. One of my anti post, but I think but five until he's one of them, 100 to one. Goldie's Perryman for me is as fast as he wants to be. Um, I know you mentioned about um, will he get picked up by something? If he was to turn second or third to something, uh, it'd take a really good dog to go away from him. Um, because when he's got a target, Goldie's Perryman is as fast as anything in the UK. When he leads early, though, that's when you don't quite see him fully stretch out for me. Um, but I do think he's got every chance here of, of, of leading Savannah Bow up. Um, so I, I, I think that Goldie's Perryman will lead and win this race. Uh, I think Ben's lad has shown plenty of early speed. Um, Supernova, who we forgot to mention her actually, who's an unbelievably good Romford dog and Yarmouth dog. Supernova picked up Ben's lad. I just think that if Goldie's Perryman can turn inside by second Ben, he'll then go on. And then it's just a case of where Savannah Bow ran. Uh, obviously reached the Derby final last year. Really, really bags of pace. Um, Shown more pace than I think he's probably usually got. Savannah Bow last week, I think he took a very good break, um, but still a really good run. But I don't think he'd be catching Goldie's Perriman. So I've got Goldie's Perriman here to be to be uh, leading and winning the race. I think he'll beat Savannah Bow, and I think Ben's lad will just hold on for third place. But Goldie's Perriman for me, and hopefully he can keep qualifying for all of their followers on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed he does, Barry. Yeah, I agree. I think it's very important for, uh, for the whole competition to keep Goldie's Perriman in as long as we can, because... The O'Brien McPherson team do great work on Twitter and it's great to, to, to see him win last week and hopefully he, he can keep qualifying. I think he's got a great draw uh, in between two slow starters, Savannah Bow and Jack Tavern Bella. I mentioned last week, Jack Tavern Bella, on our two previous visits, she had come away really, really well, but she's not usually coming away that quick over in Ireland and uh, back last week to 4.23 was something like she'd normally do over here. She wouldn't have the early pace of Goldie's Perryman if he was to come away in his best fashion. So I can see Goldie, Perry, Goldie Perryman leading um, Ben's lad is a good draw as well on the outside of Jack Tavernfella. He could go around second. Uh, Sogan and Grande for Jack Canelli. Uh, I don't think he's quite up to this to this level. And famous eight, very, very slow starter. Uh, he ran as well as he could do last week. He's going to be uh, a little bit exposed here. So I'd be with uh, Goldie's Perryman. Fully expect Jack Tavernfella and uh, Savannah Bow to follow him home, though. Okay, fully with Goldie's Perryman. Joe? Yeah, um, Savannah Bow ran an absolute cracker last week, staying on, and will definitely improve from that. I don't know if anyone's seen the photo though, uh, with Savannah rollerblades. I wasn't, I wasn't quite sure uh, Savannah Bow had got there myself, but I didn't see any, uh, any photo. But there we go. But I think we Jack Tavern Bella. Photo, we were not no, getting that photo. We weren't getting that photo. Savannah <laughs> Bow got up. <laughs> um, 
moving on, I think Jack Tavon Bella has got a good chance of making the bend ahead of Goldish Perryman myself. I know, well, I obviously respect what what Barry's saying that um, has you know maybe starting a bit better than than the normal, but still Goldish Perryman got out well and you know been doing four thirty two, four twenty four splits himself. Um, and I think Jack Tavenbello has got a good chance of, of leading and making all. And she was about a three to one shot when I did look at this race earlier. And I think that's a, a pretty good price. Again, I, I do like that. But, you know, Ben's lad did run a, a brilliant race behind Supernova last time. As we've already said, gold is Perryman and Savannah Bow crackers. Um, so, yeah, so it's between the first four. But I think Jack Tavenbello for me. Okay, Jack Tavenbello, two votes. Gold is Perryman, two votes. We've got a split jewelry when it comes to heat number 14 so on to heat 15 of the second round of the star sports and trc english greyhound derby trap one is bally mac joey two dean ridge anton three kashis four stevie nose five havana bailout and six savannah hero now i kept the faith with kashis last week and i was duly rewarded with an 11 to 2 winner because absolutely dotted up by seven and a quarter lengths he didn't exactly get the quickest you know split 418 his time was good, though, 28.94. If he reproduces that, I just really like this lad. So Kashis would be for me once again. But I don't think I'm going to get 11 to 2 for the second round, unfortunately. Uh, Joe, who are you with? Yeah, this is pretty trappy. I've gone with Havana Bale out, though, really. Um, she ran a good race last week, as I said earlier, just just held on. But I think she's got a really good chance of leading these. There might be a little bit of trouble on the inside. Um yeah, I, but I don't have a strong opinion. I mean, Bar Trap 2, who's about 125 to 1 poke in a heat, they've all got a really good chance. But I just go in with the known early pace. But I mean, as I said in the last podcast, she's one of those you can't you can't trust because she could either ping them or she can miss it and find all sorts of trouble. But on this occasion, I'm just going to side with her. Just siding with Havana bailout is Joe. Ryan? I think Banamat Joey wins. Um, I've just seen the price as well. I think 11 to 4, 3 to 1. I think that's a fairly decent price for Ballymount Jerry. Um, I think that, um, his run last week was good. I thought, I thought, he, I thought he beat the Toro. I thought if the Toro was in this race, he'd be probably he'd be shortish. Um, I just think that I, th- I think he, he won't mind being in track one. Uh, I actually think Dean Redanson showed enough early last week to maybe be a bit of a hindrance to the outside dogs here. And I don't think Dean Redanson particularly wants track one. Um, but he showed enough early against Marie Champion. And distant pods last week. I think Dean Dean Jansen could be a bit of a blocker here. And I think Balamat Joey's got every chance to turn the band handy and I, I think it'll go on to win. Um Kachis, I thought Kachis's uh, start last week um was, was a little bit rare. I, I think Kachis is more your um faster way dog over six bends, over four bends it tends to turn back of the uh, back of the field and then run on. Uh you see how fast the dog is though when it does do a 44 18 split. I think it broke 29 seconds which is flying. Ivana Bale out to him, very handy to Mustang Jet. We all know how fast she is, but she does lack that consistency, which has probably stopped her from going on to win um, um, to win uh, more competitions. Um, so I think Badamant Joe is a fairly good thing. Gay, I'd have him probably seven to four, blow two to one. And I think, yeah, I think it'll just be a case of come away and then turn the bend and win. So yeah, Badamant Joe for me, I'm quite sweet on. Quite sweet on Ballymac Joey. What about you, Barry? Yeah, I'm with Ryan here. I'm with Ballymac Joey, um, extremely well-bred son of Ballymac Bulger out of Ballymac Arminta, who's one of the fastest bitches we ever seen around Shelburne Park. Quite lightly raced this year. Good winner there last time, only a second start around the track. Um, Havana Bailo for me, huge run last week to pick up Mustang Jet. We're saying Mustang Jet might not have been right, but still, however, she looked well beat at the third bend, but um, 
she stormed home to get him on the line. But she is the female equivalent of Lotero for me. When she hits it, she's very, very good. And when she doesn't, you know, you, you just don't know what you're going to get. But um, yeah, with Bally McJoey, not a lot of early pace in two and three. Uh, Dean Lejanton and Cochise. Dean Lejanton is well out of his grade here. And Cochise wouldn't really be known for his early pace, although he was a good winner last week in a fast time. So Bally McJoey, about 11 to four. Can't see him being that big on the night. So it'll be Bally McJoey for me. Okay, two votes for Bally McJoey. We've got the final heat of the second round. It'll be the 16th at 8.26 on Saturday night. And we've got trap one, Bally Mac John, two, Savannah Bailey, three, Bally Mac Marino, four, Chasing Tommy T, five, Kaluki, and six, Forest Icon. Now, I was a bit bonkers, apparently, in the first round because I decided Kaluki was one of my picks for his heat. He came second. I didn't realise he was going to be 28 to one. I did back him each way, though, and he did, thankfully, oblige and uh, finish in the top two. I... I really quite liked his run. He was behind Dealish Frank. He got a little bit of trouble as well, but he's got a lot of time to make up with a couple of these. Certainly, Bally Mac Marino probably should have the beating of them. What do you say, Barry? Yeah, I'm looking at the prices there, it's very difficult to back Barry, Bally Mac Marino at one to two. At the start of the show, Danny, you were asked to pick it, where we were asked to pick out our highlights. And I did forget to mention Bally Mac John. He was very, very impressive to me. Showed some stunning early paces. Another dog I mentioned earlier on. Um, Tommy's boss I think he's got real good early pace he actually trapped in front of Bally McJohn and Bally McJohn went up the inside of him took the bend off him and won in 29-20 look I know he's got a bit to find on the clock on Bally McMarino who I know the Dowlings are very sweet on um, the Bally McMarino dog but um, again I'm not going to have a bet in this race I think Bally McMarino was excellent last week but I'd be worried about the early pace of Bally McJohn he showed stunning early pace last week still only a September 21 again out of that um, Ballymac Cashew, Ballymac Arminta litter. So, really well bred and um, should be more to come from him as well. So, he could just hold up the favourite. So, I wouldn't be steaming in on Ballymac Marino at one to two, although I do know the Dowling's thinking awful lot of him. What do you reckon, Ryan? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be touching one to two. Uh, again, I think it's one of the races just sit back and watch and enjoy, really. I think. Um, I think the ideal the ideal scenario would be Bellamac Marino come away, but both one and three come away, and then it's just yeah, just sit back and enjoy it. Um, I'm going to go Bellamac John just on the draw. Um, I just think that being drawn inside broke showed a lot of showed a lot a lot of really good early pace. I think he probably probably could actually come, uh, come away slightly better as well from that. So yeah, I, I'd be surprised if Bellamac John uh, didn't break four ten for a split, and then if he does that, then I think he'd go on, and then I think he'd lead by second bend, and then go on to win. Um, just the way that he ran away from that field last week was really impressive. Obviously, Marino, I, I mean, look, if Bellamac John is to miss it, then Marino is will go on to win. I just can't be better Marino at one to two, and and Bellamac John. I think the price will be a lot closer than that. I'll probably go four to six Marino and probably seven or four with Ballet Matt John close to the, um just before the race. And then it's a case of then who finishes third. And I'm gonna go with Forest Icon. Um just of that little bit more overall experience and a little bit a little bit touch of class um from the rest. So I'm gonna go um one, three, and six. And a special mention there to Kaluki as well, to um a, a good friends of mine, the Vicky Lee and the Kennel. Um I, I would love to see Kaluki um show that continue that form from last week and qualified but I think this might be one race too many for it but yeah all the best for the Kaluki and their connections I'm keeping the faith I think he's going to qualify Kaluki I think he might be one of those that's going to be massive prices every single week and just sneaks in so there's always one and I think he's going to be the one so I'm keeping the faith with Kaluki to qualify Joe 
completely agree with Ryan. I think Ballymac John's a, a fair prize. You can't take anything away from Ballymac Marino in the time he did last week. But uh, I really like Ballymac John. As I said last week, I backed him in the top puppy market and he's just a dog I, I, I'm a massive fan of. And I think he can definitely get to the bend ahead here from trap one and uh, and stride out. And, and uh, hopefully he can qualify for the next round at the very least. But I think he's a sort of fair price at the moment. And that's it. That's a wrap. That's the 16 heats covered here on the Gone to the Dogs podcast. I hope you have enjoyed our analysis. Hopefully we've picked out a fair number of winners as well. And as ever, just enjoy all of the racing because it really does go by in a flash. I can't believe we're up to the second round already. We've got five weeks to come in the 1st of July will come very, very quickly, I can assure you. So we'll be putting a podcast out every week, talking Derby, talking all the competitions that will kick off soon as well, um, that end on finals night. So cannot wait um, to just keep, well, keep the coverage going of the Derby, the biggest competition of the year, if I could get my words out. Joe, as ever, it's been great. Thank you. Yeah, and thanks to Ryan and Barry for joining us again and giving up their valuable time to speak to two reprobates like us. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Cheers, Ryan. Barry, you're Barry's on mute. had enough. He's on mute. Oh, I didn't. Sorry, I didn't mean to be on mute. I wasn't bad mute. Listen, thanks as always. Delighted to be a part of the show. Cheers, guys, and we'll see you next time. down the straight in second vying for that position Latano and hopes for, for but it's Bally Joey who wins Beepers Lariat who leads the charge and Beepers Lariat wins Savannah Bailey second new in Ranger in third from post to pillar is out Kashis who still leads the charge from Tully Graven and Burj Khalifa down the lane. It's all about the white jacket and Kashis for the Richard Reese kennel is bolting clear. Romeo Commanders hit the front. Who needs wings won't go away though in second place. Romeo Command, the hot favourite, pulls clear to the line. It's still dealish Frankie. Further and further clear down the straight, he's won this cosily. Very impressive from Delish Frankie. Beats Kaluki in second, and Barley Panther out the clouds in third. Just in front it is Ben's lad. Supernova though, coming with every stride. Supernova gets up to beat Ben's lad. All untold Slotty keeping himself high, wide, and handsome. Untold Slotty the winner. Why I Man still leads from My Girl Mia in second place, and Why I Man is pulling clear now as they head down the straight. Why I Man! They swing for home, it's still Goldie's Perryman who leads the charge from Stevie Nose in second. Goldie's Perryman is in front. Go on, Steve Laugh! But it's all the Droopies, Droopies, Google out in front, bolts in. 